When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast where gayish isn't a slur. <laughs> it sometimes can be. It sometimes feels like it, depending on how you say it. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today, hey Kyle, hey Mike, I have something I want to talk to you about. Okay, what's that, Mike? Uh, I was listening to the show the other day, mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but notice that there was another man on the show mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they have something that you want to tell me <gasps> I cheated on you <laughs> don't worry Mike he wasn't as good as you yeah you, he no one could fill the hole that you left yeah he said he was going to though and he did say he was has gonna yet to make good on that promise fill, <laughs> he did say he would fill your hole that Chris you made a promise yeah you need to thanks so much for guest guesting Chris <laughs> you were great we loved it um, um back in back in the studio again together it's great yeah it's been it, a, a while yeah yeah like a couple weeks yeah, yeah. but yeah it's <laughs> nice to be back in recording an episode like usual yeah that's all good to see you Mike yeah good to see you and Derek whatever and Derek um we're gonna talk about cisgender cisgender yeah um but first but first uh we got a few things first of all uh we did get some i neglected to mention that i was going to read this oh okay uh, uh, but i'm going to read this because i think it's fucking interesting we got this really great email from heather organski hi i was listening to your recent podcast heteroflexible and during it there is a brief conversation about gay men putting exclusive top on their dating profile and how that is a sign of toxic masculinity I want to give you a different and minority reason why someone might say that. My son is gay. He is 21. He came out three years ago in college. My son has a genetic disease that necessitated him having his entire colon removed when he was six years old. This included his rectum. The surgeons made him a new rectum with the end of his small bowel, sewing it to his sphincter muscle. This is called a J-pouch rectum. Individuals with a J-pouch rectum cannot receive anal sex. There is a chance that someone with a J-pouch rectum could have their rectum perforated, torn, or damaged from anal sex. This would then necessitate them having the pouch rectum removed and getting a permanent ileostomy. Look up what an ileostomy is if you aren't familiar with the term. My grandfather had one. I'm familiar. It's not great. My son dates through dating apps and has not put on his profile that he is exclusively top because medically he can never be a bottom due to his pouch rectum. However, this has caused him problems and a broken heart more than once when he has began dating someone he met online and then a few weeks later, to their surprise and disappointment, it's revealed to them that he cannot be a bottom. Hmm. His experience has been rather hurtful, sad, and painful with having to reveal his medical condition to men he's dating. I just wanted to bring this minority of gay men to your attention because maybe you aren't aware of this or never have met another gay man who has a pouch rectum. There are some support groups online for gay men with pouch rectums, but they can be very depressing to read because the challenges that arise for men sexually when they have a pouch rectum. Maybe it's something you might want to read up on and delve into a little. Just a suggestion. When my son told me he was gay, I was so incredibly proud of him and happy for him. And then five minutes later, my heart sank because I thought of his rectal anatomy and I knew he could never experience anal sex. That is a very hard and painful feeling as a parent. I just want my son to be happy and experience everything he wants to because he deserves that. However, this experience he will never have the opportunity to do. And that really sucks. I just feel so terrible about that for him. Anyway, not even sure you all check your email or even read these, but just wanted to bring this issue to your attention and explain a different reason why someone might put exclusive top on their dating profile. Warmly, Heather Oginski, 
proud mom of an amazing gay son. Hmm. Thanks, thanks for sending that in. Thanks for sending that in. And I it absolutely had not considered anatomy at all in 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 that. I, I do sort of want to stand by like you you admit it in the in the email that this is this is sort of an edge case for humanity, right? Like m- most of the exclusive tops that I've encountered online, uh, I, I think don't have this issue and it is toxic, mm. but I shouldn't presume automatically that that's what it is until they do or say something and they usually will. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, some people may have just through exploration found out that they enjoy topping and they don't, don't enjoy bottoming and they may have total top for a completely non-toxic self-aware understanding of what they want from their sex life and there's no way to discern that and also i still agree that probably a lot of people are not to that enlightened place where they don't look down on or say anything negative about bottoms they just they just have decided what they like and they know that it's not receptive anal sex yep and and for your son to come out to you and your first thought is like, oh, no, he can't do butt sex. That's sad means you are an amazing mom. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. To care about the holistic experiences. That, sorry. I, no, I didn't mean um, experiences that he could have as a gay man is really sweet of you and caring. And, and not every every child, every gay person has a parent like that that, that cares so much about them in that way. So. Thank you. I think every parent should want their children to have fulfilling sex lives if that's what they want. And that's an acceptable thing to want for your children. Yep. Yep. Because it's part of life. Yep. Do you want to do our hundred words? Yeah, we have a hundred words. So at a certain level of Patreon, if you send in 100 words, I will say them with my mouth hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this week we have a hundred words from Jake Williams. Hi, Kyle and Mike. <laughs> I signed up for Patreon to support your podcast and the very important messages it shares with the LGBTQ plus community. I thought what better way to support your meaningful messages than to submit one of my own. So for my 100 words, I've compiled a list of 100 ish. Some names are two words innuendos for the penis. Hey, Kyle, the 100 words start now. It literally doesn't matter because Mike is incapable of processing what reading 100 words means. I don't don't know why we say 100 words at all if we're just going to read the whole fucking email. If we're just going to read the whole fucking email they send in, then let's just say we'll read whatever fucking email you send in. I'm so excited to hear. Glad I'm back, Kyle. Okay. I haven't seen you this animated since. I don't know, I don't know why I care so much. It's just <laughs> annoying. I don't know. And now I. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Anaconda, banana, big boy, bits, boner, bratwurst, bulge, chode, chub, chubby, cock, dangler, dangly boy, dick, dingling, dingy, ding dong, disco stick, dong, eggplant, the eggplant emoji, which I don't know how to pronounce, fire hose, frankenbeans, gherkin, groin, hard on, hammer, hose. Hot dog, Indiana Bones, Jimmy, John, Johnson, Joystick, Junior, Junk, Knob, Knob Goblin, Leroy, Length, Little Guy, Little Man, Lollipop, Long Dong Silver, Love Gun, Love Stick, Manhood, Magic Mike, Magic Stick, Magic Wand, Meat, Meat Stick, Member, Mini Me, Moby Dick, One-Eyed Monster, One-Eyed Pete, One-Eyed Trouser Snake, Package, Pecker, Peen, Pee-Pee, Penne, Pepperoni, Phallus, Pickle, Peace, Piston, Prick, Pocket, Rocket, Pop, Sickle, Privates, Python, Rod, Rocket, Rumple, Foreskin, Salami, Sausage, Schlong, Schmeat, Schwanz, Schaft, Skin Flute, Snake, Spicy Soprasetta, Soprasata? Spicy Soprasata, Staff, Stick Shift, Stiffy, Third Leg, Tree Trunk, Trouser Snake, Twigginberries, Wand, Wang, Wee Man, Weenie, Wee Wee, Wiener, Wiener Schnitzel, Willie. Enjoy, Jake. Thank you to all our Super Gap Bridgers. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, 
Long Dong Silver got me. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty great. Yep. Um, thanks for your hundred words. Yeah. Thank you. Send them in. Send them in. We'll read them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to get Mike to say whatever you want him to say, join on, join Patreon. Yep. And now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 All right, Kyle. All right, Mike. News the first. Mm-hmm. It's fucking starting already. Okay. Fucking dickbag, fuckface, asshole, motherfuckers. Oh, no. I know. Uh, so I talked. Did you like how I did the news? I did. Really? I was so proud of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was. I don't. I'm glad you do the news. Especially when you picked out a, a story just for Chris Hagee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I talked about this before I left for vacation that the U.S. Supreme Court based its ruling uh, in, in the 303 Creative LLC versus Ellen Ellenis case uh, that that web designer that said she didn't want to do gay weddings and even though none had asked her to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a Texas judge is trying to use that ruling to justify her refusal to perform same-sex marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a brief filed in state court, uh, this, this judge, and she was reprimanded in 2019 for refusing to conduct same-sex marriages, uh, she argued that that same law uh, that was upheld on First Amendment grounds should apply to her lawsuit as well. Her name is Diane Hensley. And uh, she has been in a a battle against the State Commission on Judicial Conduct since the state agency warned her about refusing to perform same-sex marriages in 2019. And, yeah, they they said correctly that they were going to sanction her because of her... uh, that. That her behavior, this is back in 2019, that her behavior, quote, casts doubt on her capacity to act impartially to persons appearing before her as a judge due to the person's sexual orientation. Hmm. Fucking duh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, just, they always say, no, it's not that big of a deal. It's just this one small case. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, we're protecting speech and you can't compel people to say things that they don't agree with. But then, like, Every single time there's any sort of a fucking crack in the window, these assholes come out of the woodwork and try to shove whatever they can through it. And don't shove things through our crack, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. And I don't know how to explain to you that discrimination against a minority group is wrong. Like, if you can't understand that, then I don't know what to do about that, you know? Yeah. And you're a judge. You're not making websites. What? Why do you think those things are connected? Yeah, isn't your job to uphold the law? You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll definitely follow this uh, this story as it as it goes through. Um, there is a lawyer who is sort of behind all of these. A guy named Jonathan Mitchell, who's a former Texas Solicitor General, and has uh, filed a whole bunch of cases or amicus briefs two cases uh, across across the country and and hating queer people is mm-hmm. the is the, the the theme the theme to all of them he was the one that was uh behind challenging whether federal the federal government mandate for buying insurance obamacare could uh force companies to buy prep oh um, we talked about that at the time oh. um but yeah uh, any, anyway just fucking goddamn Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, news the second. I've been saying it on the show for a while now. I think 2023 is when the crazies have mm. been extra crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so the Armed Conflict Location and Event Data Project 
has released data that says that there has indeed been a spike in anti-LGBTQ protests this year, particularly during last month's Pride celebrations. Uh, even in historically liberal states like California, it just it's it's measurably true that 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 queer people are under attack in this country. And they, they particularly looked at counter protests and armed conflicts, um, wow. but they, they studied all kinds of data. And yeah, I guess the, the most anti-LGBTQ events were reported in Texas, New York, mm. and California, uh, but 26 states and the District of Columbia all reported some kind of violence or counter protest activity uh, directly tied to Pride events last, wow. last month. That's, that's over half of our states. Yep. Yep. And um, they reported that uh, it's up about 300%. Holy shit. Yeah. And it, they also, they haven't really explained how they arrived at, at this, but um, they, they said that white supremacist neo-Nazi groups uh, like uh, the Proud Boys and Christian nationalist groups have all really jumped on the bandwagon against queer people this year. And that's where they think most of it is coming from. I also don't know how to explain to you that Nazis are bad and white supremacy <laughs> is bad. Like all of these things, they, they should be obvious. We're against them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're not, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I live every day in a waking nightmare or hellscape that it feels like a prison that I've been thrown in and can't escape from. Great. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> What's up with you, though? I mean, I, I think I think my soul is still in Europe and mm, is never going to come back. Kyle. Yeah. News the third. Great. This one makes me very, very, very happy. Ooh. So Newsweek did a poll, and they discovered that forty-four percent, nearly half of people aged twenty-five to thirty-four in this country believe that, quote, referring to someone by the wrong pronouns should be a criminal offense. Oh, wow. Um, so I, we're going to talk about it today, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. given given the topic. And um, uh, apparently uh, the poll of 1,500 eligible voters found that millennials, these are all millennials, uh, that, that they, they really believe that it is heinously, heinously bad, so bad that it should be criminal to use the wrong pronouns for somebody to misgender someone. Yeah, man, I, I all these are millennials. Also, I'm reminds me of my status as an elder millennial because I do not <laughs> fall within that bubble. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. How's it feel, Kyle? Oh, horrible. <laughs> and of course, that is, that is uh, dramatically out of whack with every other demographic that they looked at except for Gen Z, but a lot of them can't vote yet, so they weren't part of the, the, the pool. Gotcha. Um, uh, but apparently just 19% of all Americans believe misgendering, misgendering should be a criminal offense. So the poll also asked everyone if they would ever intentionally misgender someone, and 17% said yes, absolutely. That's like a tactic <laughs> that people use nowadays online, and like uh, we'll talk about that as well. Like it it's fucking sucks that when people say this is how to show me respect yeah. and people say, cool, I'm going to intentionally do the exact opposite yeah. because I'm just a bigoted asshole. Like that, that sucks. Yep. Yep. And this also, this also I think speaks to why everyone is so crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really very firmly believe in my heart that this is just the dying gasps of people who are no, no longer going to be in power anymore. Mm -hmm. That, that, that millennials and Gen Z 
poll after poll says that when it comes to sexual orientation and gender identity, they just are on the right side of history. Yeah. And and we just need them to we just need old fuckers to die. <laughs> someone I heard someone describe it as an extinction burst. I don't, yeah. don't remember if that was you or someone else. But it was me. It was you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I'm one of the people that has said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's right. And I have to hope that's right, because other options are really demoralizing yeah. so i have to believe that that's the truth yep. but you're you're right younger generations are more on board they're like gayer than ever they're more on board with gayness and it's it's yeah they're gonna save the world kyle we just gotta let them i hope so <laughs> i also feel bad that there's like so much of the pressure is on that generation to like be like hey everything's fucked up and we're gonna we're depending on you to save us all yeah good I mean, luck with the world i mean i'm gen x we gave up in the 90s <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's the news. That's the news. Speaking of people who didn't give up, it's the following Patreon members who are continuing to support us. I want to thank Claude Mauk. Mock? Mock. Mauk. I don't know. Um, uh, Ainsley and Ginger Stoltz. Great. Ains- Ainsley and Ginger, thank you. I, I feel like your- Ginger Stoltz is a name I recognize. Oh. It's like a... I don't know, famous dancer or something. Oh, or, thank or you. Olympic famous. skier, maybe. Thank I, you. For one of the two. It has to be. Um, Mark. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John fame. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for all those verses. And Dan Bradley. All caps. Uh, Dan Bradley. Thanks, Dan Bradley. I think that's how Dan introduces himself. <laughs> Dan Bradley. I'm Dan Bradley. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Um, if you want to join Patreon and depending on the level, you might be able to send in Mike a hundred words to say, or you get episodes day early ad free. You get bonus content every week. We have, we have, I think it's like 45 bonus episodes or something like that. Like we have a huge it's 47. Cause I, I was saying to you um, on the way up to the wedding this weekend that one more in one more month, we'll have four years worth of Patreon bonus uh, episodes, monthly bonus we'll have episodes. done mo- monthly episodes for four years. Holy shit. So yeah. uh, tons of bonus episodes. If you're caught up and need more fun content, let's do um, do that at Patreon, patreon.com slash gayish podcast. You can get a discount if you sign up annually. You get a 10% discount, so lots of options to check out there. And half off your live show tickets that you're going to go buy right now, you fuckers. Yeah, (laughs) buy some live show tickets, see us live. We're doing it live for you. Yeah. Do you want to talk about... You want to talk about cisgender? Yeah, All right. let's do it. I know that you're going to talk about the the head motherfucker in charge at that blue bird place that's dying. Yep. It's in flames. Yep, chirpster. Um, but this that's why I wanted to talk about this topic. I, I think, you know, the, the, idea, <laughs> the idea that cis or cisgender is a slur is this, like, just asinine horseshit that I keep hearing. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get that opinion out of the way if you were waiting <laughs> for it or anything. It's it's ridiculous that people are pretending to be victims in this way. And uh, yeah, cis, cisgender, not a slur. Sorry. There's no world in which that's true. It's just a descriptor. It's just a description. Uh, it reminds me of, um, I, I forget, it was on like, the daily show maybe a, a, a long time ago though i feel like i was in college when they were doing it and they went around uh, interviewing people on the street saying can you believe mayor so-and-so is heterosexual <laughs> and, then, and then people you know would mishear it and like freak out about it and uh it, it just kind of reminds me of that like you don't have to like being cisgender but you are yeah <laughs> like, unless you're trans right like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, well i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you about the history of 
cisgender. Okay. When was the first cis person born? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, chicken and egg, Kyle. Yeah, that's true. Chicken and egg. Well, so, okay. F- f- first, in case you've been living under a rock, not listening to our show, cisgender just means that you identify as the gender that you were assigned at birth. So you came out of your mom and uh, the doctor said, that looks like a boy. And then you got a little bit older and liked boy things and liked boy clothes and you like your penis and you like <laughs> being a boy and you identify as a boy. That means you're cisgender. Yep. Like the doctor got it right. Yep. Um, and that's not guaranteed because trans people are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because gender is more complex than just looking at genitals. Yep. Uh, so the, the prefix, prefix cis is, uh, is Latin and it means on this side of. So it's kind of problematic in a way because mm. you're saying if you're cisgender, you're on this side of gender. This side meaning like the normal side or the, oh, the right side. The same side? The same side, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, as, near as, as near as we can tell, this, the term cisgender itself, although there were a bunch of other terms floating around that were similar, uh, cisgender specifically was coined in 1994. It was by uh, Dana, Dana, Dana DeFossi. Uh, who is not a Gap Bridger, but I will fuck up her name. Um, but she was a, a graduate student and in a Usenet news group was uh, about trans stuff, was trying to find a way to refer to non-trans people that avoided marginalizing trans people and uh, or, or othering them. Mm-hmm. So we were talking earlier when we were like setting up this episode that like the word heterosexual n- didn't exist until the word homosexual existed and there needed to be an opposite yeah yeah we didn't yeah we didn't start with like oh everyone's heterosexual la da da because there was no like opposite to that it didn't need the description because it was just assumed there so it's interesting those words like the order of operations of how these words come about but that is not the case with this so the word trans to refer to transgender people has, has been around since 1970 so it took us 24 years to have a word for, for, for this now, I mentioned that it's sort of not exactly a slam dunk, right? Um, so uh, Ernst Burchard in 1914 introduced the cis slash trans distinction uh, in, in, in regards to sex by contrasting cisvestitismus with transvestitismus. And that I was transvestism, as in cross-dressing, oh. cisvestism, dressing like the gender that you are. So that's the the uh, cis using using that prefix cis uh, attached to vesticism, meaning like the kind of dress that you are. Yeah. So we we have been using that for a while longer, just not specifically with gender. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. That's, did you say 1914? 1914. That's a long fucking time. And I mean, that also, terminology has updated since then. We used to refer to trans people with a lot of different words that are not not transgender. And you would only use these days as someone, transsexual is a good example of transvestites. So these are words that you wouldn't say to someone unless they explicitly tell you to say those and use those words with them. Yeah. But in the past, we those words have been used to describe trans people. So the fact that those words have existed since at a minimum of 1914, I mean, it's a just another, we've seen this and in other far more generations and cultures have also had trans people, but it's just another reminder that trans people have always existed throughout time and history. And yep. the fact that you think they're brand new means you are now learning about them. Hmm. Good for you. You learn something new. 
also just because you learned a new thing doesn't make it new to the rest of the world. Right? Yes. Yes. You are not everyone. You, you. are not everyone. Yes. And <laughs> it's it's the idea that you learn one thing and now you think you're an expert on it. Yeah. It's it's like you learn a thing and there's a whole world to learn about if you want to learn about trans history or or what the most up-to-date medical opinions are like there's so much to learn so it's anyway it's interesting that those words have existed in some form since 1914 yeah so kyle mike what if i learn something new and it makes me uncomfortable so i decide to fight that discomfort by killing it dead die 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 you make me uncomfortable die oh what should i do with that feeling I think maybe talk to a therapist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's betterhelp.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the urge to. I do think that's what people do, though. Like there's a visceral like that. That new thing makes me uncomfortable. And instead of sitting in that discomfort and trying to figure out what to do with it, there's just an immediate. I, I don't like it. So I'm going to kill it. Yeah. I'm going to lash out. I'm going to use rage or anger or i'm gonna make it someone else's problem yeah i mean that's like what straight dudes have been doing for years is using anger (laughs) and guns to express their emotions that they don't know how to feel absolutely true yeah oh straight people yeah uh okay what was the last thing i was going to tell you about this oh it didn't actually like enter a dictionary although it was used in like gender theory courses and in in academic discourse uh it didn't make it into dictionaries until like 2015 Hmm. so it is people who think that it is new on the scene i think popularly are correct Hmm. right we we haven't been saying cisgender we haven't like had it in the modern zeitgeist until until like 2015 and and the pace of change right now is so fast and i know that people are like we were just talking about uh, uncomfortable with it or, or or they don't know how to deal with their discomfort at the pace of change so a backlash to the word cis gender kind of makes sense in that it really it really is new yeah and I, I think that a lot of new things are getting labeled as woke and therefore bad and and so a, a case could be made that cisgender is is just is just super new and that's what people are reacting to. That's true. Yeah. I mean, anything new and makes you uncomfortable. That's what like, that's woke's definition, right? Woke is just, I'm uncomfortable by this new information I learned. So I'm going to call it woke. I mean, and I also like had been using the word trans or transgender for a while and did not know the opposite of it. So I Mm. also like in that matches my experience of, you know, it's been years that we've ta- been talking about trans issues on this like podcast and was not aware of opposites. I think the, you know, same with like allosexual to mean the opposite of asexual. Like, yeah. uh, I think there's probably an opposite to a lot of things and I just don't know those words quite yet. Yeah. 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 Did you have that same experience? Like you learned trans and knew that for a while before cis? Or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I absolutely think so. And I think we forget too how like far trans people have come in this country like it wasn't that long that i had a a a slur that i'm not going to repeat it was like what i thought transgender people were called Mm, (laughs) right yeah yeah yeah. um there's also like i think about you you were mentioning in the in the transvesticism thing a little bit ago that like that also was a much more common word or transsexual that was something that we used to say more yeah um and 
it's all sort of congealed into transgender fairly recently, probably before 2015, but I don't know by a lot. Like that also seems like a fairly new blanket term for a whole bunch of different gender expressions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. mm. Um, Well, let's talk about people's, how some people feel about this word. Let me describe to you. I'm going to tell you about the Twitter drama that caused us to want to do this episode. Yep. Beam me up, Scotty. (laughs) Um, so I read a couple articles about this, but um, USA Today columnist Rex Hupke, Hupke, love that, um, says, this is my favorite description of what happened. In the latest episode of Wealthy White Dudes Get Their Feelings, <laughs> Get Their Tender Feelings Hurt by an Adjective. They are so fragile. They're so fragile. Fucking snowflakes. I know. For being ones that <laughs> claim that they like free speech and they're you know, the tough ones and whatever. So many things hurt their feelings. Yeah. And the latest episode of wealthy white dudes get their tender feelings hurt by an adjective. Self-proclaimed free speech absolutist Elon Musk has decided cisgender is a slur. Sure. That was the first line of the RUSA Today article, which I loved. Um, so what happened is some dude who's a super shitty dude. I'm not even going to go into who he is. He fucking sucks. But some dude tweeted, quote, Yesterday, after posting a tweet saying that I reject the word cis and don't wish to be called it, I received a slew of messages from trans activists calling me sissy and telling me that I am cis, whether I like it or not. Okay. I I don't believe the former. I do believe the latter. You are cis, whether you want to be or not. Mm -hmm. But nobody is running around calling cis people sissies. That's just, oh, is it true? I'm pretty sure I didn't see it specifically. I did not do that kind of investigative deep dive, but I have seen people say like, don't call me sis, like that kind of thing. And then people responding and being like, you're sissy. I I think it's true that people have been saying that. I like that. I think it's, I think it's funny reclamation kind of in that kind of way. And of like, I don't care if you get your, you know, privileged feelings hurt. Elon Musk then in response to that tweet said repeated targeted harassment against, Oh, sorry, not said he tweeted in response, repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing account to receive at minimum temporary suspensions. The word cis or cisgender are considered slurs on this platform. And then that same original dude said, thank you for standing up for reality. Elon For reality. There's that word. That's another fucking dickbag, fuckface, asshole word. Yeah, because it's it's not like right. the the reality that they're trying to paint is that trans people don't exist, and yet they do. And medical organizations affirm that trans care, healthcare, is the right approach to making sure trans people leave happy, healthy lives. Like everything goes against, they're the ones that are out of touch with reality. And I think in these days, what we've learned from the Donald Trump era is you just literally say the opposite of what is true. Yep. 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 (laughs) And then if somebody calls you on it, say it again louder. (laughs) Yeah. Or accuse them of doing what you're doing. That's the other out that you have in this. So Elon Musk has a habit of tweeting shit that, is unclear whether like, is this an official policy? And again, like the similarities to Donald Trump, like if the president tweets something, is this an official statement? Like it's Twitter is the fucking weirdest 
Wild West for what is real and what is official and what is not? How do we don't know yet how officials use Twitter and what that means? Yeah. Like, it's just the weirdest thing that we have to be. I, I know I'm like, how many colors of check mark are there now, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen a gold check mark in quite some time, but I don't know if that's just because I haven't been on Twitter as much or mm. um, what is I mean, isn't that supposed to like help with the what's official? Like if it comes from a account with a check mark, that that's better somehow. I... But then they change check marks just whoever buys it and like removed the check marks from a lot of people that were actually official real people. So check marks don't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it or or they blue check marks basically mean that someone's paid for Twitter blue. So gold check marks then were introduced to be like official reputable accounts, like reputable meaning like the New York times. I don't know, like major ones, but maybe it's just a supply chain issue because they've stopped exporting them from the Czech Republic. (laughs) This is the last episode of the podcast. Everybody. I I went to Prague, Kyle. It was great. (laughs) That's a real problem for me. (laughs) Did I, is that it? Anyway, it's unclear what, of his tweets are official policy and what is just hit some bubbling idiot tweeting. I wonder if it's unclear to his employees. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Like, do we take direction from your tweets? Do we now act on this information? Uh, yeah. This must be the weirdest place to work. Also, Elon Musk has a history of publicly attacking trans people. Um, like in, his child. Like his child who wants to change their na- their name because um, I actually don't know their gender so i'm using them um because uh they don't want to be like associated yeah with elon musk yeah. who does i guess everyone that works at twitter but um in april it's interesting like given the his tweet elon musk tweet that repeated targeted harassment will cause them to receive suspensions in april of this year Twitter did away with its rule against targeted misgendering and dead naming of trans people So while removing protections from trans people on the platform, they have now, I mean, if this is an official policy statement, have now added more protection for cisgender people for the majority. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're all the ones that need help. This is... (laughs) Cis people. Yeah. You're under attack. (laughs) Yes. Cis people are under attack and need the defense. Like, since when has defending and adding more rights to the majority been the right pathway to go down yeah so i mean basically he's not banning harassment he's basically banning harassment against himself anything that hurts him personally is what he cares about which is i think a big problem of the people in the right if it affects me i will now care about it and fight for it if it doesn't affect me i'll lash out against it or do whatever yep Back to the USA Today article, uh, Hupke said, quote, if you treat cisgender as negative, you're implying the word transgender or other words that express gender identity are also bad. And I think this is, other people have pointed this out, so this is not original, but using cisgender as a slur or saying cisgender as a slur is partially because they use transgender as a slur. They believe transgender is a slur. I think that's part of where this is coming from. Yep, Absolutely. I also think it shuts down or attempts to shut down any discourse of gender 
gender discussion. If now you're not allowed to use this word, it makes talking about gender a little bit more difficult, yeah. uh, which I think is what they want. They don't want to be having conversations, honest, authentic conversations about gender. I mean, they just want there to be men and women end of list. Yep. And only don't, I mean, don't, don't call them cisgender, but that's implied. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's an implied cisgender <laughs> in front of all of this. Uh, Hupke also said, quote, a perfect example of someone who has never been marginalized, creating a phony sense of marginalization so he can feel free to continue marginalizing others. Yep. Which I thought that was really insightful. I mean, that's, that's what, so Christian. That's so Christian, <laughs> right? It is. It's I mean, yeah, they, they are pretending like they their identity. Sometimes it's even white people that are like we're pretending like white people or Christians or the right wing is under attack. So we now get to act like we see minorities act. They see minorities defending their identity and who they are because they have to, because they're marginalized, because they're forced to, because they're treated differently by society. And they're like, oh, cool. We get the benefits of being able to pretend like we're marginalized without actually having any of those real tangible negative effects having happened to them. Yep. 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 Lastly, Glad, uh, I, we on this show talked about Glad's ratings of social media companies. Yeah. And do you remember how the social media companies performed on LGBT issues? All bad. All bad. Every single one of them. All of them were bad. <laughs> um, they were all, and that that's part of why Spaces came about um, mm -hmm. is because, hey, we have a good following there if you want to follow us. Go to Spaces. Go to Spaces. Find our space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that's partially came about because there's no solid, safe place on on social media mm. for us mm -hmm. with the right policies, the right processes, all that stuff in place. It's like the digital version of the conversation about whether we still need gay bars, mm. right? Like there are people that, that think that we shouldn't have specifically queer spaces anymore that we've like should be fully integrated by now, especially in like big cities like Seattle that are crazy liberal bubbles and yeah. we really are safe and mainstream here. But like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, it's like it's the, always... the virtual version of that. Oh, absolutely. I didn't think about that. That's, I think that's very insightful. Mike. Thanks Kyle. Yeah, no I'll problem. Be, I'll be here all week. Okay. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> you live here. So that makes sense to me. No, but I mean, but isn't it always the more privileged people that believe like we're just totally accepted and fine. And it's like, Oh, you yeah. haven't experienced any anti-gay. Like you're, you live in a, like, that's great that that's your experience. You've yeah. been totally accepted as a gay person, but like, that's not everyone's yeah. like, you, that's not a majority of people's like, you need to learn a little bit more about your own community. Yep. Absolutely. Or, or or go be gay in another city for a while and see what happens. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Where you live is not everywhere. Where, yes. Yes. <laughs> you are not everyone. Where you live is not everywhere. Yeah. Um, glad. I'm glad. Cool. Um, recently found. <laughs> are we still doing the show? I guess. Um, yeah. Glad recently found Twitter to be the least safe social media platform for LGBTQ plus people. Even worse than Facebook. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you do, you believe that? I I'd buy that. Yeah, because of Elon Musk tanking of shit. Oh, well, how how recent is this? The, the um, that is the twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. Uh, social media thing that they released. I mean, I don't. Well, okay. What? I mean, t Twitter's for dicks now. Like, Twitter's so much porn. Like that didn't used <laughs> to be the case, but like, my Twitter is filthy, and I'd say that's pretty good for gay people. <laughs> 
Well, that's, I think that's the problem is I think a lot of people left, but there aren't any really decent platforms for sex workers mm. or p- people promoting like their only fans or that kind of thing. So that's, I think why Twitter continues to be a place for porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks that there, some people are like, you know, have a big stink about like, you should be leaving Twitter as a platform. You should, it's, not right to be on there anymore at all because of what's going on. Yeah. And I can see why you might think that. And also there are other groups that like don't have a place to go that use Twitter to promote themselves, their only fans, their business, their art commissions, you know, whatever thing they're doing, they may not be able to post those on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, anyway, not only is Twitter the least safe one, um, every social media improved its score from 2022, except Twitter. Great. It declined by 12 percentage points to 33%. Great. And I'm presuming that Elon. Yeah. I'm like, he gives a shit no. clearly does not. Um, I, I'm sure that the removal, uh, the April removal of rules against dead naming had a negative impact on their score. So that clearly played, played a part. Do you remember the Bugs Bunny cartoons where there was the rich granny that wore the purple dress? No. And she had the big brooch and, she would just throw piles of money into the fire. Like she was so rich that she could just burn money instead of wood. No. I just, I that's Elon Musk's grandma. That's all. <laughs> do you think he's just like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to toss Twitter into the fire. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Even if he loses all like $40 billion or whatever it was that he spent on Twitter, it doesn't matter to him because he has more money than that. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like just, Chump change in the billions. Yeah. A billion is so much fucking money. The world is broken, everybody. The economy is broken. Capitalism is broken. Nobody deserves that much money. If you think they do, you don't understand how much money that is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the Twitter controversy, I think. And then, like, the the more recent thing, I don't... uh, I don't know how up-to-date I am on what's going on on Twitter. Then Twitter also, like, had this thing where there's only a certain number of tweets you're allowed to read and then you have to pay to be able to read more tweets. Like it is just a fucking shit show over there. And there's a little part of me. I think this is might be a possibility for my gayest thing Yeah, is there's a little part of me that just loves watching this shit show. Yeah. And like (laughs) the same thing that's happening with Reddit. Reddit is a complete shit show because of changes it made to his API. That's not important to this. Mm -hmm, Um, But mm -hmm. there's a little part of me that's just sitting back eating the pot popcorn i know if uh, i am not as affected as other people so i shouldn't make light of situations that have real tangible effects on people oh but also i'm gay and love drama so i don't know how to how these two things can work together in my brain i mean okay okay at the end of the day social media isn't like we're not talking about like emergency services or something right like they're, they're they're they are they are, I don't know, I think you're fine. Hmm. I mean, uh, people deserve to, if there are spaces that are for people, LGBT people should be able to exist in them as well and feel safe and comfortable and, and accepted. Sure. So I think these are important spaces to our daily lives more so than we might want to ex- admit. Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. Elon Musk is a dirtbag. That's that's the summary of that segment. Say it with me, Kyle. What? He's a dick bag. <laughs> <laughs>
He's a dickbag, fuckface, asshole. asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's, we said, it, I said we were going to vote on who we thought was the biggest one of the year. I think he's up there in uh, in the running. Do we, we're going to have the dickbag, fuckface, asshole awards. We should. Yeah. Oh my God. We should have that. Yeah. Uh, get ready for that, kids. DeSantis is definitely one of them. Yes. We said that Ted Cruz was up there. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if Donald Trump might. I was going to put Pat Robertson on the list, but that fucker died. Fuck that guy. Maybe we could do like <laughs> the biggest fuckface asshole that's dead now. In memoriam? We'll do an in memoriam oh! section. <laughs> Dickbag fuckface asshole like dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll laugh and laugh. <laughs> and, yep. and then people will be like, are you allowed to laugh at dead people? And we'll continue laughing and, we'll say, and yes, laughing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. Hmm. Awkward segue, I guess. Sure. I wanted to talk about the fact that the word cisgender is um yes just a descriptor there's nothing like bad or slurish about it despite all of the calls to the contrary but there's another side of that coin where it's actually key to evil ideologies so what do you mean let's talk about turfs so we've talked about turfs before trans exclusionary radical feminists these are people who believe that women's rights only apply to cisgender women right right and Hey, that's the title of the episode, Kyle. Yeah. Cisgender women. Yeah, that is. Oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're contractually obligated to say it at least 25 times. Yep. Cisgender. 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 So I I think it's really interesting that there's this intersection, right, of people who think that it's a slur, but also are very much fighting for the concept, Hmm. right? Like they don't, they don't like the word, but they sure as fuck like the concept. Oh, like they almost need the concept in order to describe themselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like uh, I am a, what else would, how would, I guess people would say shitty words. Like I'm a normal, natural, yeah, normal, natural, natural. The natural is a, a, a real Bi- woman, biological, biological woman. This is like, uh, and why? And it's always, it's always, it's always female spaces that we're so worried about. Yeah. Um, as a society, I don't mean we, like me. I mean like we as in society is we as in society. It's right. it's always the what are the what are the where are the penises and what are they doing is like yeah. it seems to be the only thing that that actually gets any like concern. That that's true. Turfs are so worried about where penises are mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. So that then leads into this concept of gender essentialism. Are you familiar with gender essentialism? I am not. I was not either until today, and I'm very tired, so I'm going to fuck it up. If you are a a gender and sexuality studies person and you hear me totally fucking mangle all of this, then just send me a letter. It'll be lovely. (laughs) I will maybe read it. But gender essentialism is a theory, and it's the idea that there are distinct, fixed, intrinsic qualities to women and men. That when you ask the question, what is a woman... What is a man? That there are correct answers. Hmm. That there are essential essentialism. That hmm. there there are essential qualities that you can boil those things down to. Oh no! How many of these are just stereotypes of men and women and masculine and feminine? Well, so there's the biological wing of this, and they're just wrong. Yeah. That there's the effects that the Y chromosome have on the evolution of a fetus and 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 uh, the the gender expression of, of the the biology of the person that that is 
gender essentialism that that women give birth and men go out hunting and that's <laughs> that's because of our biology and therefore that's what it means to be a man or a woman at the end of the day though there's more than just x and y in, in terms of genetics and it's more there there's more than just the genes that impact the, the way that people turn out and Gender is more complex than just X or Y. And it's not like you take testosterone and turn into a roid rager. Right. Like that's just not, it's just not true. Um, there's this uh, woman named Emily Martin and uh, she wrote an article called Medical Metaphors of Women's Bodies, Menstruation and Menopause. And she tries to break down the, at least the historical views of biology, explaining the differences between women and men. And I thought this was, this was really interesting in ancient Greece, there's fucking the Greeks again. <laughs> they said that men were superior to women because they could sweat out their toxins while women had to menstruate. <laughs> but like to get toxins out of your body, dudes would sweat because we're the, the, we're the sweaty, sweaty animals. Yeah. And, and that, uh, that, that women would menstruate and that sweating was clearly better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, as a dude who sweats a lot, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, would you rather menstruate? Though? I don't. Could I pick neither? Can just, I opt out of this whole process? I'll I, keep my toxins in my brain where just, they belong. <laughs> um, then there's there's the gender essentialist claims about masculinity, and mostly just boils boils down to that that men are dominant and women are submissive, and mm. that's how it should be. That yeah. that that essential traits of masculinity are those 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 dominant tendencies that that men should make the decisions and that men should rule the household and that 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 is that is what it boils down to so many when you start to get into like the gender differences according to like turfs or people who are anti-trans or or people who suck like yeah you start to describe and you're like getting all of these just stereotypes these like gross stereotypes and it just sucks that people care so much about trying to reinforce and reiterate them. Yep. Yep. So much so that like a perfectly straight boy who shows sensitivity cries at a movie has a feeling is suddenly like ostracized and ridiculed and, and read to filth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's really damaging. Yeah. And, and it, it hurts that boy and, I don't know. It's it's just it's so fucked up. Yeah, the whole thing is really really fucked up. Yeah, and then a, a big part of gender essentialist theory is that there are only two genders, male and female, and they're very very invested in this idea of the binary. And I think that a lot of you touched on this earlier. The backlash against the word cisgender is because it directly creates more than just the binary as an option. Mm. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it says there's something other than a man who just is a man and a woman who just is a woman. Cause you had to make up a word that says that and you've created an opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing that is true is that there are some like biological structural differences in the brains of fetuses and that that is related to sex as opposed to gender. Right. And that there are differences um, based on on sexual orientation as well. That there are that, that gay men have certain parts of the brain that look more like a cis woman than their uh, straight male counterparts, and th- that is across all parts of the queer spectrum. There are measurable structural differences in the brains of trans people, gay people, lesbians, 
uh, asexuals. And so really there is obviously some truth to the fact that some of these concepts do have at their base essential, at least contributing factors. Yeah. And the, the problem is when the fucking JK Rowling's of the world want to talk about real women, they're, they're, they're misappropriating all of that and oversimplifying what is a super complex space. And, uh, uh, fuck her. I hope she dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, when we had Ezra on, um, he talked about how like nuance is hot. Like, you know, that was one of the, I think the shirts that he made, mm. uh, from pussy boy apparel, because like, uh, there, there are, there are some interesting discussions to be had that are nuanced and there are differences in sexes and chromosomes cause these, like there, there are these things that are worth exploring. I want to know more about, I didn't know that asexual people had different like brains, like just like gay people have different brains. I didn't know that. And that's really interesting and worth exploring to figure out if we can find some of the causes or you know, what's really going on or what are these differences? That's interesting. But you can't talk about any of that because then someone will like someone loud some, noises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I wish I wish everybody could just calm down. Yeah. And be nice. Yeah. And let people be how they want to be. Okay. That leads me to can I. Yeah. Talk do about it. Something? What, what? Uh, well, so talking about nuance and being kind to people. My general belief, especially when it comes to, and trans people have helped influence this, is if someone says, here's how to refer to me and how to respect me, mm. then you do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the right way to treat people. I may not understand the details of what you want and why, but I will respect that mm -hmm. because that's what you've told me. I get into this pit then if someone says, don't refer to me as cisgender, mm. they oh. are... Oh. They are saying, here's how to refer to me. Here's how to respect me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I separate these concepts out? Because like we've said, cisgender is not a slur and you just are. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, that's tricky. I feel like, um, this is the the one of the people at the door always tells a lie and one of them always tells the <laughs> truth and how do you like what which one do you ask which question yeah um i i i do think that there are uh, regardless of how people feel about it there are certain things that are just true about them yeah and they don't get to they don't get to self identify or something yeah right that like I am 44 years old. Even if I go to court and try to sue them to say that I feel like I'm 30, so I change my driver's license, please. Like that dude in the Netherlands that tried that, right? No, no you just, we know your birthday. Yeah. That's a true thing about you. you, you I, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. We're both white. We are both white. And, white is also not a derogatory <laughs> word. I don't know. I think some people are also like, don't call me white. Yeah. But, but, We're under attack. God. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, that uh, maybe we should have a talk about whether the language needs another term, but like you're either cisgender or you're trans. Like that's the, that's, that's how those words are defined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it's also the, the who has, I think so many things come to power dynamics, power structure. It, like if who has the power in the situation of saying that, I think that's the biggest difference. A trans person is in the minority 
they don't have the same equal rights, access, income, all, you know, all of those power dynamics that someone from the majority, someone who's cisgender is, and someone that's cisgender in the majority saying like, you have to do this thing is like very different than a minority saying, here's, here's how to treat me. Yeah. So I think power dynamics are at play somewhere in there. Can I, can I, can I ask you about your shit? Sure. Cause I, I'm super fascinated and interested in where this is going to go, but like you, you, you um, started using he, they pronouns. Yeah. And I, I think that people in your life have like, asked you about it and tried to like, you know, uh, honor that. And, and, but it, it, for the purposes of this episode, are you cisgender? Man, Mike, if you were the voice in my brain, you would sound exactly like what you just sounded like, because that's a question I've been asking myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's something I, here's what I know. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Um, I don't know, Mike, I, I, feel like I have been exploring a lot of female and feminine things Mm -hmm. and some things I really enjoy and give me what I feel like might be described as gender euphoria and some things I don't don't matter and I don't care for. Mm -hmm. That is part of why I was growing out my hair to see if this thing I enjoy it and it gives me any kind of joy and happiness. And I realized after a very long time of growing it out, it did not. Mm. I don't like the annoyance and burden and having to do an extra upkeep to myself. Mm. Um, At the same time, well, when I shave my legs, I love that. I love Mm. that feeling. It, it's not just like, Hey, kind of, it's kind of smooth and that's neat. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not done that in a while because also things like take upkeep. It's like when I, the first time I wore a skirt and I was like, I love this. Mm-hmm. I'm also a very warm person by nature. So it feels very breezy mm-hmm. and that's a much better feeling than pants. <laughs> and I went in going to the wedding. I, we went to a wedding this past weekend and I wore a button down t-shirt and a, sl- a pair of slacks and a pair of shoes like dude shoes and i the entire time i was like i hate this and Mm -hmm. wish i was in a dress yeah it's interesting especially in um because i and lots of people especially on social media were like you look really good Mm -hmm. and um which i think you're not super great at compliments anyway but but then like add on to that the like i didn't realize that you were like hating it yeah i don't love i there's something I really enjoy. I I think if I was a bolder, more outgoing, less, you know, carefree or confident person, I my dress do you know who Alok is? Mm-mm. Um they're non-binary like writer, performer. They've been given like tons of awards. They're big on Instagram. They've like over a million followers on Instagram. They're just like this very big non-binary Hmm. um icon and 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 the the way that they dress is kind of like would be my ideal it's like Hmm. they're they're also like hairy like they have short hair they're kind of hairy too which is like me which is a weird part of like how i look that i feel weird about but is just how i am Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and they they keep all their hair and still wear like more feminine things and dresses and makeup and like this is ringing bell i think i do know who this person is okay that if I had to pick like a, who I would want to dress like or fashion kind of look, it would be, it would be them. Hmm. And I just feel like I'm not like confident enough or, Hmm. or, or too scared to like actually dress in that way. Hmm. 
all of the reason I say all of that is to more directly answer your question. There is something uncomfortable about because I I feel like I've been doing this exploration of myself for a few years now. There is something uncomfortable about when someone just flat out like very path dismissively maybe or it's not meant to be, but calls me cisgender. I feel like there's this whole gender exploration that I've been doing that that kind of disregards and mm-hmm. I dislike, um, but I don't have a better thing to say. Like, I don't have a like, nope, that's not true. Cause I don't know. Like I don't have a better answer to that. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind of in it. I think, I think the language is just too imprecise or something Hmm. like, like, okay. JK Rowling is a fucking bitch. (laughs) Uh Oh, where's this going? But one of the things that she says that a little bit resonates with me is the idea. If, if sex isn't real, then how are there gay people? And I, and I, 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 I don't ascribe to the whole thing, but it just, it makes me think then about gender identity versus sexual orientation versus our biology and the way that all of those things intersect. Hmm. And like a person who's non-binary, perfectly valid. Gender is a construct. And if neither gender applies to you, fantastic, right? At the same time, there is a trans person's experience who is like, this body is wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I am gender dysphoric. Yeah. I look down at myself and freak out because this shouldn't be my body. Mm -hmm. That's coming from somewhere. That's, that's about like the physical form gives them discomfort. That's not, I don't think gender being a construct, that's something else, but it all gets lumped into this one binary of cisgender versus transgender. Yeah. Yeah. So, So it's like we need, better better words or more nuanced words or maybe we just need to not have words and have people describe their experience i don't know like it's it it gets complicated really fast but it does it does feel like there's we're glossing over a whole bunch of like nuanced things i mean i think that's like the trouble of breaking things down we like we as humans we have to do this we have to find patterns and categorize things because that's how we get through life like Mm -hmm. we need to be able to do that it's just it's not only what we naturally do but also very useful in so many ways Mm -hmm. it's how we know what's dangerous and what's safe because we've we know how to categorize different things moods feelings experiences so we, I think it's important to do that. We need words to describe these things. And also one of the downsides of that is then you get a limited number of options and those options don't necessarily apply to everyone in the same way. Yeah. And how do you fit? Then I, I actually think this is a similar conversation as when we talked about hetero flexible, hmm. like heterosexual doesn't fit. Bisexual doesn't fit. There's another experience that I'm having that I don't know how to explain and maybe this word fits Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um yeah i feel like i'm i think it's to be i am almost jealous of people i see who are trans and just so sure and they are like i am a woman i like you're describing this is not the right body i want to have these surgeries because this is what gives me i know for sure and there's an experience that i'm having that is not that Mm -hmm. and that involves some stereotypes around 
what it is to be feminine that I like. Are those just things I need to deconstruct gender expression? That's what we need to get away. I don't know. But there are some things that feel better than just a like, oh, cool. I'm wearing a skirt. Like it. So am I having deja vu or did I have a dream like this before? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So maybe you're dreaming now. Maybe, maybe this is all a dream. (laughs) I'll wake up and the pandemic never happened. (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, I don't know. I think I'm just having, I am there. There are some things that are at the edge, like of the, of the descriptions that we give and not, there's no perfect way to describe it. And maybe that's just what it is. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I don't know. Um, how do you feel when someone calls you cisgender? I'm painfully cisgender, Kyle. Like (laughs) I, I, I'm just, I'm very cisgender. I have no, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dude and I have always felt like one and I'm, I don't, I mean, I've, I've quote unquote played with gender, but like not not really not in a like who I want to be kind of way but in a like it's fun to wear heels sometimes and go mm. dancing with my friends because they're crazy sort of way yeah or dress up like Gina Antonic or whatever right yeah. that's not your drag that, persona yeah that, that's not a that's not a that's not an existential thing that yeah. I'm doing that's just fucking around yeah I'm I, I'm painfully cisgendered I don't find that word threatening at all I find it descriptive and true and accurate and call me that all day long i don't care so when someone uses that you have like what neutral feelings or it, it just yeah just true maybe i or i identify as i actually i use that to identify myself pretty regularly at work hmm. because i give a lot of talks about queer issues in my professional life and i, I talk about stonewall and how the image that we have is of gay cis white men doing the rioting and it's not true we had sylvia rivera and and marsha p johnson and that we we owe we owe that part of our history to more than just cis white dudes but i I describe myself as cis or cisgender pretty often so i so much so that now it 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 rings true as like part of my identity i suppose Hmm. Hmm. interesting Hmm. yeah i don't feel bad that's for sure that's i mean Hmm. that that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you don't feel it's a slur. <laughs> um, yeah. Did we do it? Uh, we. I, I think we talked about cisgender a lot. I. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I hope. I don't know. Do we lose any listeners over this one? These days, no matter what we talk about, we lose a listener over something we said. So <laughs> surely we lost one or two. But thanks for everyone who stuck around to this part of the program. Um, maybe during Patreon, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the Gata behind um, cisgender adults. Great. Um, it's a little bit interesting because it's just kind of reversed of the... Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll talk about some Gata and maybe keep chatting about how we feel and ourselves. Great. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. A cis break? (laughs) This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, you motherfuckers. Programming notes, friends. (laughs) You need to vote for us at the podcast awards or Derek and Remain are going to win again and I hate them. 
I know they've won so many. They've gotten too many awards. One podcast can can nary hold so many awards. Yeah, and we need one. Podcastawards.com. Vote for us, you bitches. Yes, we are nominated in the LGBTQ category. So um, I've heard people post and say it took me three minutes. So thank you to everyone who's already done it. You have until july 31st in order to fill it out so get on it it's almost it's almost the end of the month folks get on us get on get on it get on it (laughs) apache um also buy your tickets for the chicago live show that is our next live show coming up in our six city tour chicago is going to happen on july 29th at 1 p.m at sidetrack and we're so excited to see you there buy your tickets yeah your ticket includes a drink you booze hounds yeah so you'll love it and buy some more and we'll be funnier for it yep absolutely um yeah yeah uh contact info nope local gay bar review Ooh. uh i got a whole bunch of them when i was over there in the european continent for <laughs> for your listening pleasure okay. everyone uh, i'm going to talk to you about chambers in cork ireland uh chambers has uh, it, a cork is the type of place that has one gay bar and it is chambers <laughs> and it is magical i oh, went yeah. there uh the first night that we were in town and uh it's it's a surprisingly large space and very diverse i think that that's a thing that happens when you only have one gay bar i mean it was, it was very very white but it's fucking ireland but i just mean like lots of different bodies lots of of uh, like all genders like it was really uh a, a, a diverse space for ireland um <laughs> And uh, I saw a drag show. Irish drag is hilarious. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. And then uh, at the end of the drag show, then a curtain was pulled back and the place like triples in size and it becomes a dance floor. Ooh. Excellent music. Danced my ass off. Met a boy. Made out with him. Oh, It was fantastic. So then the next night, I brought all of my straight girl coworkers with <laughs> me for another drag show. And... Uh, that was my friend Marcy's first drag show that Ooh, she'd ever seen in person. Virgin. And while we were up at the bar, we were getting drinks, and there was a a a, a, a bear ish uh, man uh, running around. Like I guess it was his birthday or something, <laughs> and he kissed Marcy full on the lips, <gasps> like just as a happy birthday. She she like she gave nominal consent for, okay. for, for that, but seemed to make her night. So oh. so so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That boy that I was making out with the first night asked me to come home with him, and I said no. Mm-hmm. So between the I could have hooked up and Marcy getting full on kissed on the lips, it's a five dildo bar, everybody. <gasps> this, is, this is a five dildo bar. Go, Holy shit, go everybody. To, go. Nope, stop the episode. <laughs> this, this is the most important thing we've talked about so far. Yep, five dildos. Hmm. You're welcome, Marcy. That's impressive. Yep. Way to go, Marcy, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, our website is gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> we are on Instagram. Uh, we have a Discord. We have a Facebook group at Gayish Podcast, or go to gayishpodcast.com slash contact for all the places you can find us. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our personal, our personal? physical... No. Nope. Our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Let's get physical. Let's get physical. 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 And add it to our Spotify list now. And add it to our Spotify <laughs> list. Spotify list. Uh, Gaius Astratus. Let's do our Gaius Astratus. I'm happy to go first. Do it. Okay, great. 
Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week is a boy bought me flowers Aww. and it was melted my little black heart. Yeah. It's really lovely. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I think I like this one. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Should we talk about it more on the Patreon yes. personal news section? Yes, yes we will. Uh, and then the straightest thing about me this week, as I've said 400 times now and you're all sick of it, I've been in Europe for the last <laughs> two and a half weeks or so. So the, the straightest thing about me this week is the, the, the protein shaker that I forgot about and left on the counter for that whole time that just fucking reeked like straight bro farts it was like the worst smell in the history of smells coming from this just nasty ass protein container you do protein shakes yeah bro yeah bro bro (laughs) and creatine wow yeah I don't know. Sick games. CrossFit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, How about you, Kyle? Me? Oh, me? Uh, my gayest is uh, you and I went to a wedding this past weekend. We it sure was did. beautiful and lovely. One of our friends got married. It was wonderful. Um, I cried 14 times. It was like a lot of crying. Yeah. It was very sweet. In They're the fun. best way. Yep. Yep. Uh, my gayest is someone came over and asked you and I, about they did a dance off he did a dance off and yeah. then later came over and said he needs a gay perspective yeah. how was his dancing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes you know you're like that i don't love the gay best friend trope but sometimes you get to use your gayness for good and yep. i was like you know what i'll give you my gay opinion yep he's a really nice guy so yep. um my straightest is that i just felt super after we the day before we had a little get together with everyone and after drinking a can of a hard seltzer to help save room in the trash can put it on the ground and stomp on it and crush yeah. it and stomping yeah. on a can and crushing a can just felt very straight to me all the stomping so much stomping it was really great <laughs> crushing things uh well this week our listeners gay so straightest is a voicemail yeah if uh, you leave us a voicemail we'll probably play it because we like free content <laughs> hi gayish this is spencer from canada wanted to call and give my gays and straightest of the day. So my gayest would be balance, having to try and balance my phone on my table so I can get an accurate photo of how greasy and disgusting my hands were to send to my boss. My straightest would be the reason why I had to do that is because my bike, which was obviously broken, and yet I continued to use until I could physically the back tire exploded into a big greasy mess I had to try and like pull apart with would be I guess the straight is because I didn't, I refused to fix a thing that was obviously broken. Okay. Love you guys. Refusing to fix a thing that's obviously broken is an excellent gay, gayest. Uh, like, straightest. Straightest, yes. I, <laughs> I, don't, I can't tell the difference anymore, Kyle. I'm cisgender. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, thank you, Spencer from Canada, for leaving us your gayest and straightest. I also agree that not fixing a broken thing is really funny. Um, I also want to thank our super gap bridgers. Uh, thank you so much to Kit Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, Christopher M, John Crowley, Stephen Porch, Yost Dosel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B, Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cagetorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate you most of all. Yeah. Hopefully see you at one of these live shows. Yeah. Um, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you.
God, everything hurts and I want to die. Okay. <laughs>